Welcome back, everyone. Uh, today we have a special guest. He is a dear friend of mine. Um, he is an actor-engineer hybrid, one of my favorite guys in the world. Mm. Completely hilarious. Is a very mindful person, not like my other friends. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, welcome, Al Salahuddin. Thank you, guys, bro. I've been watching you guys for years, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah. When I got the invite, I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm first excited, podcast. Bro. Yeah, Dude, first podcast. I was so excited when he said yes. Yeah. Instantly, and, bro. Literally, yeah. when you guys said, I'm like, yeah. Let's do it. And it's like, um, it's exactly what we always talk about. Yeah. Me and Zaid, we're always like, like coincidentally, whenever we hit someone up or something, it's like, dude, I was just thinking about, et cetera, here, yeah. being there, putting myself out there. Mm. Um, we've heard all kinds of responses. It's, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the world just works in one way. Um, but yeah, dude, there's a lot I want to ask you today. And it's going to be, I think... Probably like a roller coaster, right? It's gonna yeah. go. It's gonna go deep, and then a, light, a little lighthearted. Always is. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've uh, just been excited to talk to you and present you to our audience because our audience likes to laugh. They like general seriousness, right? Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, we got deep in our birthday episode, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. Birthday um, blues. It's always unexpected sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like the when the emotions come out, and then you just start talking. And <laughs> A tear rolls down your yeah, cheek. <laughs> <laughs> My father's sins. <laughs> just everything. everything yeah, yeah. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just life has been a weird cycle lately. I know we've both been busy with mm-hmm. a lot of things. Um, I know that you are an engineer by day and then a hero at night. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> or you might play a hero <laughs> at night. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so tell me what that's like. Like, what? How's it like juggling all these things throughout, you know, the week or the day? So, yeah. So for me, it's like <clears throat> I always want to stay active. Yeah. I always want to because I chose a lifestyle where I have to be. Mm-hmm. I chose a lifestyle where I have to constantly be fighting for what I want. So, <clears throat> in like the sense for my business, um, it all relies on me. My income relies completely on me. So if I'm not active, then, you know, I take the hit. I yeah. take the hit directly. It's not like working for a corporation where, you you know, when you slack off, you're still going to get paid a salary. Mm-hmm. You're still going to get paid at the end of the day. But uh, the responsibility of having a business is constant, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I prefer that lifestyle. I prefer yeah. to be, like, busy, to have something. Because if I don't, then I just don't feel like I'm doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it's, speci- it's especially in this country where when you don't feel like you're doing something, you just feel like being lazy. Yeah, you know 100%. I mean? Like, yeah. if you go to the Middle East, like, it's more laid back. That's so true. Vibes. Like, they start work at, like, 10 a.m. Yeah. And they go home at, like, 3 p.m. Dude, and, like, <laughs> the most you'll do is, like, pick up grandma from her yeah, house yeah. and bring her over. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, like, here, um, lifestyle is completely different. Like, you got to be doing something constantly, which is, like, I mean, has its pros, also has its cons, because yeah. then you just want to stay busy. But, yeah, the balance is... I just try to take it day to day. Like t- today, what am I, what am I going to do? Obviously, I have to work. And then what's something small I can do for acting? Um, because I have to stay consistent in that. Mm-hmm. Like one of my teachers told me it's like um, you don't work out once and then expect to get big. Like acting's a muscle. You got to do it every day. You got to do something small every day. You got to read scripts, analyze scripts, focus on your body, and like constantly work on something. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you don't... You don't get better unless you just continuously practice. And, I mean, sometimes it can get draining. Sure. You know, because, like, 
it's an sometimes it could be an, an emotional toll mm-hmm. when you're playing certain characters, going through certain films or whatever, because it all has to come from a personal space. Mm-hmm. So you know, trying to balance that business, being professional, and like always being there for my clients. Um, I can, but I'm so happy doing it. You know, yeah, like, it's a big. I think that's the big thing is like. Uh, my father always, when I was young, wanted to instate in me that don't work for anyone. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to have, like, your own thing going. And that's what got me, like, here. So it got me to, like, quit my job and, like, take on that risk and that responsibility. And, yeah, so far, like, it's going decent. So <laughs> see where <laughs> no, it I was goes. happy you <laughs> actually decided to go that route because I've been doing it my entire life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've always been like, dude, I hated school. I hated and I didn't hate it for many reasons mm. besides the fact that I was like, I was failing at it. <laughs> I just <laughs> didn't care. No, yeah. I observed things differently since I was a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I, th- I think it makes sense now that I have like a million lenses and mm-hmm. uh, cameras, right? Because mm. it's just like you know, I'm an observant person. I'm not more of a sit down and study, but I do like particular types of topics, mm-hmm. you know? So I got myself into like philosophy, that kind of stuff. And I think philosophy applies to pretty much anything. Yeah, There's yeah. a philosophy of engineering, philosophy of this table, philosophy mm-hmm. of the mind, philosophy of behavior. There's many things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's just working for someone essentially just kind of messes with your philosophy. Like who? Yeah. You don't know what your purpose is really. You it's know? draining. You're it's, not in control. Yeah. yeah. It is draining. Like your future is dictated by someone else's decision. Which yeah. is insane. Yeah. I mean, like COVID happened. A bunch of people got like, oh, you know, they don't know where to go. And, like all this stuff. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I was also like mindful of. Like, and like to well, one of the things that really pushed me off was when I worked there for two years and asked for a raise. I mean, it's been two years, and, you know, I kind of yeah. deserve it at this point. And just being denied was a big thing, you know? Like, mm. I'm really, like, getting permission just to, like, yeah, get yeah. what I feel like it's I deserve. It's someone, you know? someone handing you. And like, it's not, it's like, like no. being entitled or, like, anything like that. Like, no, it's been, like, two years. Like, yeah. I deserve, like, a little bit. I'm not asking for, like, a 40% increase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm asking for, like, 5 6%, bro. Like, it's, like, a it's embarrassing. Thousand. Yeah, it's just weird. And most, you know? dude, most companies that are running in that, where they have, like, 100 employees plus, mm. dude, you can afford it. No, 100%. I mean, they, like, 100% go, you can afford it. They look over, like, six engineers. I'm like, you guys yeah. can't pay me, like, three grand more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, straight up. Each one of them is, like, 100 grand that yeah. you save. Like, no, dude, it's it's so weird. And I, I, I know what you mean. It's, like, you're... You have the, f- it's like you have the freedom of being a slave, right? Mm. Because you're you you're doing it for some trade, and the trade is money, mm. right? And then after taxes, it's not even worth it. Oh, 100%. right. Yeah, so no, you're no, like, no. dude, what the hell? There must be a way out of this, bro. The first time I got a check, I called HR. <laughs> I was like, like what? I was like, what is happening? <laughs> is this like actually what I'm getting paid? <laughs> I can't live, bro. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you know, I swear to God, I called HR, and yeah. they're like, yeah, this is this is it. I'm like. What the hell? Just threw it in the trash can. He's like, I'm not even taking this. Don't even get me started on like requesting like three weeks PTO, right? And they're like, oh, well, you only qualify for 60 hours. And you're like, dude, but I worked a year and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, how much more do you want? It's ridiculous. I I would always take sick days. (laughs) Anytime I want a vacation, I'm like, I'm sick for the next week. Yeah. (laughs) For the next (laughs) week. (laughs) Also, I'm sick February 4th. (laughs) Sometime around there, (laughs) wherever plants fall. So that that's something your dad just instilled in you, really through osmosis, like just uh. Yeah, because my dad was always like a 
He was a hard ass. Yeah. So like he was more always the type where he was a go getter. Like I mean, the guy came into this country pretty much with nothing, and he he actually graduated as a chemical engineer mm. in Iraq, and he came here and learned structural engineering, which is what I do, through my aunt's cousin. Like it's insane to think about. Like there's you know like people think like things are hard and like all this stuff, but like he went out and learned structural engineering from one guy. And made it a practice. That's <laughs> like, insane. And in the meantime, would like try to sell cars, like yeah. try to do all these like side hustles. So, and my mom too. My mom was a big inspiration because my mom also wore, uh, also developed her own business mm. for immigration mm. uh, to help people from Syria and refugees and anywhere from the Middle East really to bring them into this country. And she helped uh, develop that business. And so both my parents were a big inspiration. Um, they always took matters in their own hands. Mm. And I just felt weird when I was, like, sucking up to someone to try to get, like, a pay raise or, like, anything like that. So that was one of the main things that instilled that journey. And then also acting. You know, you can't be – it's so hard being an actor when you're working 9 to 5. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, you, you, go to, you go to work 9 to 5 and then you have, like, an hour where you go to the gym, go through traffic, get home. It's already, like, 7.30, 8 p.m., like, what can I do? I'm already exhausted from my day and like all this stuff. And it's just like, I couldn't live my dream, mm. you know? And I needed a way where I can support myself, support my mom, my dad, anywhere I can, but also uh, follow my passion. Mm. And I think that's one thing that I really wanted to achieve because I didn't want to be one of those guys that just leaves everything, leaves my family, leaves... Um, everything behind and just go pursue whatever makes me happy. Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. My parents, like, brought me to this country, gave me everything that I have, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and it would be selfish for me to think that I could just not help them and just try to make myself happy. So that was one of the decisions that came, like, okay, I need to do something where I can manage my own time, but then also on the back end, I'm going to follow what I love, mm -hmm. which was acting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. We we all kind of share the, the similarities in mindset mm -hmm. because we recognize money is money mm -hmm. and um, a source of income is a source of income and work is work and your passion is something else. Yeah, you know? definitely. And what is work? I don't know. It's just me. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's 2024. Like, we can eat our cake and or we can have our cake and eat it too. Yeah, there's like, so many different ways to work around now. Like, with all this innovation, all like internet and like all this stuff, like, you can't, there's not really an excuse, like, to not be making like your own money or anything like mm. there's always a way yeah. <laughs> anytime you want to do something um, like i'm not i'm when i talk i don't really consider my thing any, any anything special like what i did was just i just took the risk yeah mm. the the day, and i accepted it yeah you know i i came with an i came in with a mindset that i'd rather be broke than work for someone else and mm. just live this day-to-day -day life well yeah. uh considering you are an actor what has influenced you the most to become one? Mm. I think that's a that's, good question. I think it's a good question because um, these are questions like I ask myself, you know, like what, mm. what influences me to do certain things or yeah, yeah, how, yeah. why do I see things in a certain way, mm. right? And I decided to ask you today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weird, weirdly, like the more I go through this journey of um, being an actor, the more like the reasons start to change because I find more reasons to keep doing it 
mm-hmm. as I'm working through it. So at first, it was weirdly like I never grew up watching like serious films. You know, it would always be like Tropic Thunder <laughs> or like Mission Impossible and like, yeah. all that stuff or Family Guy and like all this stuff. But Family Guy was the first thing that actually opened my mind to it, weirdly enough. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough. Because there, and I remember it very clearly, there was this one episode um, where they did three, they did their take on three Stephen King novels. Mm-hmm. One of them was The Shawshank Redemption. At that time, I had no idea what the hell that movie was. I just thought it was hilarious how Family Guy did it. It turned out to be one of the greatest movies of all time yep. that was made. Um, but when they made that episode, they used the real film score mm. uh, from the film. And I remember hearing it, and I don't know why, but like, it made me feel something. Yeah, I have no idea what it was. Until this day, I don't know what it was. Yeah. But it made me really, really curious. So then every night for like a month, I would just play that song. Mm-hmm. The theme song to the Shawshank Redemption. And the more I listened to it, the more like I just started like thinking about like random things. And I didn't really know what to do with these thoughts or whatever. After about a month, I was like, you know, maybe I should give this movie a try. <laughs> like <laughs> listening to an entire soundtrack. It might be a good film if the uh, the score is this good. Yeah. And yeah. So I watched the Shawshank Redemption and I was like, you know, the emotions like it's when a you watch the world. That, yeah, yeah, bro. You like you experience so much watching that film. Experience all these emotions. And that's the first time I really like had a genuine experience while watching a film. And it got me really curious. That was that was when I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So it got me really curious for a number of years of like just going through these films. Like, what else is out there? What else can I watch? How would it affect me? Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff. And and honestly, like during like hard times in my life, anytime I was going through anything, like I would just turn a movie on. You know, it was my escape. It was um, I can go to like a fantasy land for two hours and just forget about everything. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I remember I was going, I was just going through something, and then I watched. I remember this movie came to my head, and I didn't know what it was. Um, all I remember was I remember seeing my dad watch it and it was made in like 2008 and it was something about oil and I was like, I got to find this film. Like it just seemed, I don't know why, but it just seemed really interesting mm. and I have to find it. So I go through it and I, turns out there will be blood. Yeah, Iraq, mm. oil, something movie, like that. Yeah, my I'm, dad. I'm watching yeah. the Iraq war. I'm like, you know, <laughs> no, this isn't. <laughs> no, but then I watched... Um, there will be blood. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah Daniel yeah. Day Lewis. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Day Lewis, and that just took me over the top. Like watching that, the focus I had watching that, it was just surreal. And then um, I remember I was like, he had to have won, won an Oscar for this. There's no way. So then I watched his Oscar speech, and his Oscar speech, like, I mean, if you watch the film, then you watch his Oscar speech. Two completely different people, mm. you know. You uh, in the film is this rugged Western, um, like a guy that you wouldn't want to f with in any case. Mm-hmm. But then when he's accepting his offer, he's like this posh British man, and then I'm <laughs> like, what? He's a magician. <laughs> no, literally, I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, how the hell did he do that? Like, it yeah. was. It then that just like flourished into like this whole thing of like I have to try that. 
Yeah. I don't know what, like, that just seems, like, so interesting, like, how someone could just completely yeah. change themselves. Dig into yourself and bring that out. Yeah, yeah. So then I wanted to see, like, how the hell can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting how it, how it just yeah. went from... Right, like, the, these domino effects. And I think it's so important to, like, backtrack really what inspires you. Because at the, uh, I, I'm not inspired every day. Mm-hmm. I have days where I have a huge struggle of yeah. like trying to push myself to be an actor. I mean, it's so hard to be inspired every day. I'm sure you guys, with the 2 a.m. podcast, you're like at, what, 280 episodes? It's hard to be inspired constantly. It's hard to keep going, like, especially like when you don't see like the progress that you want, but it's exponential. Mm-hmm. And backtracking where I came from, backtracking all like these domino effects helps build that inspiration because I see how much progress was actually made. It's you get tunnel vision when the only thing you're focused on is like the end goal. But then when I started backtracking and started understanding like why I started this, how it's making me feel, it became like easier to like go back and really understand like this is what I'm here for. Mm. I'm just here to have an experience. I don't care if I'm big. I don't care if I make money from it. You know, I have my business for that. If I'm just happy doing it, if I'm just having experience on camera, on stage or whatever, like that's all I would ever really want. Yeah. That's uh, inspiring. So, that, so that's what came. That's what came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that actually. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that. The whole domino effect. Yeah, I mean, it starts from something it, so innocent it's, too. It's, yeah. yeah, it's something like so small that can I mean, that's what I was taught to also do in that. So the reason why like I know all this stuff is because that's what I'm taught to do as an actor. Like, I ha- every word being used in a script, every decision being made, I have to find a reason for it. And in order to find a reason for it in the character, you have to understand how you operate, how you got to the places that you got to, why you have certain relationships in your life with certain people, how these things make you feel. And you have to do it for yourself in order to play any character and, that, and then that's what instilled like all this backtrack in my life because I wanted to make everything that I worked on just honest and personal because that's what it takes for me to have an experience mm-hmm. I have to personalize my work I have to attach whatever this character is going through to something in my life so I could have that emotional experience so it can just come out naturally mm-hmm. I gotta try to like force a tear yeah it's dishonest you know but when you honestly, like, understand yourself, and, I mean, you, no one fully understands himself, but it's the attempt. And that attempt just makes you, like, so cognitively aware of how far you've come, mm. of the relationships that you have. Why am I like this in certain situations? Why do I? And then you just become, like, constantly thinking about these things, which is a good thing. Sometimes mm. it can be bad. Sometimes I'm up at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That's uh, it plays a lot on the vulnerability strings for mm-hmm. sure, you know, um, and being comfortable with that because obviously on a set you're in front of a hundred people, so yeah, you know, <laughs> getting over that is uh, it's a big deal usually. Yeah, you just ignore them. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I see stage, that a lot. You know, I, look, I try to direct. I don't look in the crowd. <laughs> well, you can't, right? Because it, like, yeah, you you almost want to be unconscious at that point. Like uh, you, like if I'm on stage, and I'm doing something, whether it's play, whatever. Um, I'm so hyper-focused to what I'm doing and my scene partner that I don't even know those people are there anymore. 
Yeah, flow state. And that's how you have that's how you have to like think like. And also like my, um, I used to have stage fright. I still everyone still has stage fright. Like it's nerve wracking to get up in front of a hundred people and like do something. Mm. Um, but I remember my teacher just grabbed me and told me, "This is your time. Don't give an f about what anyone has to think. Just do whatever you want and take your time." And honestly, that's all it took. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, it's my time. After everyone here, this is my time. I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to do whatever I want. And if it fails, whatever. (laughs) I'm still just going to do the attempt. And if I have an experience, I don't care how anyone else feels. You got to be kind of selfish sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? One of the things I face when I, like, try to direct people, it's like, me, I'm looking for a certain amount, right? Mm. And a lot of the times, they'll suppress the crap out of it. And I know you have more in there, yeah, but yeah. something's keeping you back, all right? Yeah, yeah. And it's more than, like, a shoulder shrug or get mm. loose. It's more than that. It's kind of mm. like – and getting them to that point, you know, take after take after take sometimes. It's just like, come on. Yeah. Like, you know, you pull them aside and you're like, like you're doing great, mm. you know? And I just want to – and there's there's – it's weird as a director. I think you need to know a lot of vocabulary because you need to kind of insert adjectives. Yeah. to really bring them into seeing what you you want delivered. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Adjective, adjective too, and but also verbs. Yeah, you got you got to give them an action, and you got to make them think about an action, and the, like that's what helped me. Is that like sometimes when I work out and like I don't know what to do, I just pick up random something random on stage and just do it. Mm. Like I'll be folding clothes throughout the scene. The scene doesn't call for that, but it gives mm-hmm. me something to do, and. It allows me to also like emotionally fold clothes or like something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you fold clothes differently than when you're pissed than when you're super calm and like singing yeah. or something like that. There's so like incorporating like verbs, I think goes a long way too, you know? But yeah. That's crazy. I think man oh. I well, like I, I, I like acting. I <laughs> would assume like at the end of the day it's just about getting past your insecurities, right? And then make it because if you don't have confidence as an actor, as anybody, athlete, whatever, you're not going to do good. No, you have to have a certain level of confidence. You have to understand like, and it takes real confidence to be like, I don't care what anyone has to say, you know, Um, that's just being secure in your work. I think everyone has insecurities. I have insecurities, but to be cognitively aware of those insecurities and to address them is important. Because then you could possibly use those insecurities in your work. Yeah. It makes you act in a certain way. Like, you know, someone's not comfortable taking their shirt off. And someone in the scene, like, you can use that. And, like, um, but, yeah, it's just you have to be confident. Mm -hmm. You have to be confident. Like, you can't care what anyone else has to say. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy about acting is that the word itself comes off as, like, being something you're not, Mm -hmm. you know? For the moment. And that's but, what I thought at first. But yeah. it's not true because the way acting is, has been to me, lately at least, is that you have to have experienced as much as possible in the normal life mm. to be able to translate that. Mm. You know? 100%. So, like, when you were saying um, folding a shirt angry versus chill, yeah, you have to know, you have to recognize the day you were chill so you know exactly how you felt. You know exactly. What I mean? mm-hmm. It has to be personal. Mm. I mean, maybe uh, there's other techniques. Don't get me wrong. Other people work in different ways. Um, I believe, 
I forget her name, but she she more calls for like an imaginary type um, experience where mm-hmm. like you're at a grave or something like that. You imagine that's your mother in the grave, and some it works for some people, you know. Um, then they could have an emotional experience when they're looking at the grave and they're imagining that that's their mom in the grave or whatever it is. Um, I can't work like that. Mm-hmm. I've tried like imaginary scenarios and tried to imagine this is me in a scenario. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. For me, I had to be more personal. So like I played a scene, for example, where my wife got an abortion six months ago and never told me about it. Obviously, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. I never had a wife. <laughs> I never had a girl go through an abortion. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, but what what the scene was calling for and what I felt like the character was feeling was um, in, like this incredible disappointment because all he's ever wanted was a family. Mm. And she took that away from him. So he feels extremely betrayed. You know, like someone so close to you did something like that and never told you about it. Like, you got to feel betrayed. Um, so that's where I had to base what, how I could react in that scene. What is it like to be betrayed by someone you love? Mm-hmm. Everyone has that experience. Uh, you, everyone has an experience where they've got saw red, been angry, been betrayed, and like this incredible extents. But like. And that's what I had to reference so I can have that experience. So you used an experience of betrayal and like extreme disappointment from your own life and translated that emotion into the scene. Yeah, essentially. Now, is that obviously, I mean, it's tough because you had to learn how to do that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you have to, con- and that's the thing, like why I say like sometimes I'm exhausted is because I have to constantly do that. I have to constantly practice. I have to constantly like look back in my life and see like what has affected emotion me emotionally. Why um, for this scene in particular, what can I find in my life to have that same effect? And it doesn't even have to be the same. Like um, if that scene was calling for disappointment or anything, like it could, I could just go back to being like what, what it felt like to be punched in the face yeah. by someone. You know, like having that incredible rage. Like it's it doesn't have to be like one to one translation. Um, you could use whatever you want, essentially, as long as you feel like it works for the scene. So for you, let, let's focus on that specific like mm. sub skill within acting. Who is an actor that emulates that perfectly for you? Oh, Daniel Day Lewis. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know, he's he's the goat <laughs> yeah. to say the least. He, that guy is the goat. You know. Um, other guys, Michael Fassbender, I love, um, who's the one guy from American Psycho? Oh, uh, I found Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. I was thinking of his actual name. Uh, what's his face? Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but Christian Bale. Yeah, he's amazing. Christian Bale. Um, I love, and I don't try to copy anyone because what works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. What works for Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't mean it's going to work for me. But what I could appreciate about them is their dedication. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of if my character does something, I'm going to go learn how to do that, essentially. Um, it's just how I have fun with it. You know, if my character is in the military or whatever, like, 
I'm gonna see how like um, someone in the military does their bed yeah. every morning. I'm gonna see like what their routine is like, what they eat, what their training is like. It's something that I want to go through because you can essentially like be in character while working through these things, and you find these small things that like you can really um, work with, and you can find these like little behaviors that you could also implement. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm Daniel Day Lewis does that to an extreme extent, um, and I appreciate that because I like going to extremes. Mm-hmm. Some people like he. From what I understand, more so to like takes his work home, like he's he is that character for the months. Which is so interesting because there uh, I've heard of many actors who basically like become the part for mm. however long the movie is filmed. Yeah, which is insane to me. So when they go home and they're not filming the movie, they they actually stick within the role. Yeah, yeah. Like they would try to eat like them. They would try to have these behaviors. Obviously, there's always certain limitations that you have to instill. Mm. Um, because like you have a real life yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not going to like disregard my mom because my character doesn't have a mom or something like that. <laughs> We're not talking to you for three months now. <laughs> Hell no. But yeah. And everyone has their own boundaries. True. And you, you find your own boundaries. You find what works for you and yeah, you take it from there. And it's just a fun experience at the end of the day. I have fun like finding these behaviors. I played a shoemaker. I learned how to make a shoe. Yeah. You know? Like, and I just had fun doing it. So. Hmm. That's crazy. That's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, for me, the the words, or the key words that come out usually from uh, practicing acting in general is in your daily life, you'll start to have more mindfulness, gratefulness, mm. and stillness. Yeah. Right? 100%. So your entire interactions with people just start to change. Mm. And yeah, it's... Uh, I like what acting can do to a person. Yeah, emotional intelligence is huge. Mm. You just bec- you become emotionally intelligent because you have to understand how you work, essentially, and what affects you, like why you act in certain ways. And it transitions to life. You know, it made me more calm as a person. It made me less reactive. Strange, because like, yeah, acting, you want to be like super. But yeah. like in real life, I could understand like, oh, I don't need to be like, I don't need to waste my energy on this. You know, I... I I can handle this better because I understand how it work now. I understand what I'm thinking. I understand what I'm feeling, and I don't have to just let those emotions out. I can just contem- like think about it, contemplate, and then deal with it in a better way. You know. Mm-hmm. So you have to. You sh- everyone. I mean, everyone should have a level of emotional intelligence. Um, radically throwing out your emotions first of all just tires you out yeah. <laughs> more yeah. than anyone else. <laughs> You know, and it just and it doesn't never really does good. I don't think, unless like it's called for. Obviously, mm. someone hits my mom. Oh hell! No. I'm gonna knock him yeah. out. Like it's going that's down. That's the only response to have. <laughs> like, <laughs> it better be the only. You're not gonna response. be like, hmm, what am I gonna gotta cognitively think yeah. about this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can make oh, peace my with that. God, man. dude! Now you beat his ass. <laughs> beat his ass. So beat his funny, ass, dude. dude um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I w- we wish you all the success. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a journey. Long journey. Yeah, it is a long it's journey. It's a lifelong journey. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't expect to be big or something like in the next five, ten years. I don't care mm-hmm. what it is, as long as I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, you know, I'm happy. Like I don't, I don't seek any like, um, like external confirmation. Mm. From it. I just 
doing my doing, thing. Doing the work for its own sake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You enjoy the process. If you're in it for the results, probably not going to make it. No, <laughs> to be definitely honest. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you define success? And what does it what does it look like for you? I guess for me, is doing what I want. Um, obviously, within respect to Islam, as a Muslim, I have to like because uh, I can't do anything I want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but for me, being successful is following my passion and whatever makes me happy. And also taking care of those people around me. Mm. I mean, like, it, it's selfish to not think about, like, your parents, your family, and, like, what they deserve, you know, for giving you this life. I mean, my family came here when I was, like, five years old with nothing. And they gave me a life that beyond imagination. Mm. So it makes me happy to, like, g- give them something back. And that's, like, it's part of the success story. And one thing that I guess transitioned into that was I remember watching a video years ago before any of this. Um, and it was a guy interviewing people on their deathbeds. Hmm. And I think he only interviewed like 10 people. But one constant um, thing that he, one constant answer people had regret for about was they were extremely regretful for just how hard they worked and not being there for their family and not pursuing like other passions. Mm. A lot of people like, I think it was like eight out of 10 people under deathbeds. Uh, I mean, that's not, a, I'm not gonna say that's a statistic for like in general people, but the people he interviewed, that was like the mo- one of the most common answers. Um, so that instilled in me, like I can't just work constantly even though, like, when you have a business, there's going to be days you're going to work at 3 a.m. You know, there's days, there's weeks where you work all seven days. That's just the reality. But there's a manageable way to do it where you can balance your life, mm. balance your passion, balance your family, you know? And I think that's what, for me at least, like, that's what encompasses success is that you're taking care of those that mean the world to you, but then you're also finding the time to follow something that makes you happy, whatever it is, whatever hobby or whatever it is that you like to do. So, yeah. It's <laughs> a solid answer. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people can take stuff out of that. Um, it's beyond joy. I think that that's that also probably um, defines happiness for you, mm. you know. Mm. It's not being on a certain routine. Yeah. That's kind of what I get from that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't like, like, I like to change it up every day. Yeah. Screw yeah, routines, man. <laughs> routines suck. I mean, yeah, so yeah. I, you do need, like, a certain process. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do things, but. Yeah. But I'm not saying don't shower and just do the things <laughs> yeah. you want all the time. Yeah, you know what? Today I'm not going to shower just to, like, split the routine. <laughs> yeah, just to change it up a bit. <laughs> Please wipe. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't know. There's, uh. You've got me thinking about my life now. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, the, l- the last two episodes, like the, it's not necessarily tension, but the reflection. Yeah, the reflection. You can cut it with a knife. Yeah, for sure. bro, and it's, it's important. Like, don't, don't, like, it's not uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's like a, it's like a gift, honestly. When yeah. someone gives you, when someone tells you something, you give some, I'm not saying I'm gifting you guys anything, but I'm saying, like, 
there's so many moments like where someone says something that could be triggering for you and like in a sense of like you're gonna go back and think about that mm-hmm. you know um like i remember this one person asked me um why is it that you feel more comfortable in group hangouts mm. than in like one-on-ones and like for me we're, we're always hanging out in a group like honestly like i i, I can't hang out one-on-one but i always like groups you know our group is pretty big yeah and we're always like all of us come together it's always group hangouts like it's not that common to do one-on-ones and it made me like literally just go home and think about like why is it i prefer that like and like for me it was like in high school like i never really got that attention like i was kind of like a nobody so um, I never got that attention. I see groups hang out and be like, want to be part of that. But it wasn't, I never really felt like I fit in. So like when I found a group that where I felt yeah. like I fit in, like I just like thrived. Oh, you, know? I was like, oh, oh, you yeah. definitely yeah. thrived. Like, I, just, like, I just want, I just want to, I want to be around. Your head's bobbing all day. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. leave the yeah. pack right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, dude. But yeah. But so, say it's crazy. Like those small questions. Yeah. And I, people shouldn't disregard them. You know, go back and think about why. You know, and you just understand yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, also to talk about, like, success and stuff, like being happy with yourself. Mm. You know, like, the more you understand yourself, I think the easier it is to be happy with yourself. 100%. Yeah. Because if you don't understand, you're going to be constantly lost in whatever emotion it is that you're going to be experiencing. Yeah. So. Be, be easygoing and comfortable, man. Like, yeah. Like, dude. And either be people, uncomfortable, bro. Yeah, people accept you or they don't. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, my general experience has been they accept you, whether you're awkward, stupid, or you. Yeah, you'll find you you'll find your niche. You'll yeah. find your, I've one, said some low IQ things before. <laughs> everyone like, has. Like, who cares? Everyone you know what I mean? has, bro. Like <laughs> I remember uh, Wes Anderson when he made like his first film. Um, he was I think he was like worried about how it would be taken, and mm-hmm. it wasn't taken too well by like critics or whatever. And the, but there was a group of people that really enjoyed his films, and he just just essentially said, "This is the audience." Like that's my audience, mm-hmm. and like that's what I'm gonna target. Like you find your own niche, you find whatever makes you f- feel comfortable, and yeah, you take whatever you want out of it. At the end of the day, well, there's a market for everything. Hell exactly. yeah. What are what are some qualities that you admire in people or others, or people like that you like or you seem to have a like for? You know mm. what I mean? Like mindedness. Yeah, I'm trying to think about our group. Our, our group. <laughs> Damn, our group. dude. Immediately jump to it. I'm like, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, literally, like, what do I like about certain hmm. you people know, that are female loving? I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> <just> kidding. That's <laughs> getting edited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you know, what, uh, I think we've all like noticed this in our group, especially. Mm. Um, there's a quality of brotherhood that mm. we have that is extremely hard to find. Yeah. Like, you know, when I, anytime I meet people, like, outside our community, outside our circle, like, um, it's really hard to find that brotherhood. Like, anyone in our group, bro, if he was going through something, you know damn well the group is going to jump in and be like, do you need anything? Yeah. We'll be there for you. Like, we'll do any, that brotherhood, like, you just feel so comfortable too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anytime we hang out. Everyone's an idiot, like, (laughs) (laughs) including myself. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because we have that brotherhood. And I think that's irreplaceable. Like, it's so hard to find. And the crazy part is we're like a group of, what, 
30 guys now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all have like yeah. this kind of brotherhood. Dude, action, it's crazy. You know? And everyone's different in their own way. Yeah. So it makes the group unique. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like everyone kind of just accepts everyone. Yeah. No, no one, no one takes anything too seriously. I mean, because we all know our boundaries. Like, mm. I'm not gonna talk about someone's mom. What the hell? Like everyone, everyone knows their boundaries. I mean, weirdly enough, you know, like Western culture. Like, I've I've seen people like talk about other people's sisters and like, like make comments about to the brother to like it's your insane, homie about yeah. his sister and like stuff like that. It's just, like, no, we don't do that kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And that's never gonna happen <laughs> in like our type of group. So everyone knows their God, boundaries. Yeah. So yeah, like the quality of like knowing your boundary. Everyone knows their boundaries and just like that brotherhood. Irreplaceable. Undefeated, bro. yeah. You can't, you, it's so hard to find nowadays. Like, it's extremely rare. Yeah, we grew up, my, we, we that, were lucky enough to grow up with it. Like, dude, that's always been my question. Like, how rare is it in in the society we live in today to find that Incredibly. in other people? Incredibly. It's as rare as rare, bro. I don't think I've. <laughs> weird sponsor. And Shout out to Perizanti. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever found it in other people. Oh, yeah. Maybe like a group of two or three guys, but. No, 100%. Like, even working in Hollywood, like, yeah, everyone's nice. Everyone's like, uh, everyone's really cool. Everyone's really, uh, honestly, the acting community is super supportive. And that's what I really love about that community is that it is a group of people that are like super, super supportive. But at the same time, like, I don't find that brotherhood yeah. as I do with you guys. And I, I don't need it, you know? Everyone, as long as I just respect other people, they're still friends and all this stuff. But like, that brotherhood that I have with you guys, like, yeah. it's irreplaceable. Like, I don't, I don't hmm. and I don't need it from like anywhere yeah. else. Like, you already have it here with. Luckily, almost 30 guys, like we said. Like, yeah. It's insane. It's plenty to go through. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, some, yeah. like, insulting motivation, too, by, like, Amar, for example. Oh, my like, God. Amar, <laughs> Amar's guy, been man. on here before. No, no. Yeah, Amar but, would literally text me, like, you fat piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and go you, work out. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Like, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I need that today. <laughs> <laughs> I need some fat shaming in my life. <laughs> the hell is this, dude? I remember, like, Alex oh, was dude. like, yo, let's get pizza today or something from somewhere fancy. Yeah, he's like, and Amar's like, no, you should you should go to the gym, you fat ass. And I'm like, dude. Fuck. I was like, like, yeah, I need that. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> where's Alice at the gym, bro? <laughs> kind of wish we had more of it. To and be there's honest. no offense, honestly. Like, there's yeah. no offense, like between guys. Like, it's just we know we'll like get that. triggered by it. You yeah, know? So yeah, we're like, oh, that doesn't really matter. Like, I am not fat. That's and one thing too. Like, no one really takes offense. Yeah, and like, we talk a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, so much. Do, and Zayt, my dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone talks shit on each other. Like, like Mo <laughs> sleeping all the time. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> sleeping a lot, bro. <laughs> He's not, he he really isn't, but it's just that's <laughs> the joke. Yeah. That's just yeah. <laughs> Dang, dude. Well, um, yeah. yeah, it's been a a lovely time. I hope you uh, you come back on the show. Hell yeah, almost oh, definitely. Yeah, if you guys want, ever wanted me, at, come yeah. on again, bro. I'm For sure, really. it's fun. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, two or three more guys join us. Yeah, like yeah. in the same sitting as well. So we're pr planning to probably have Ibs and uh, Amar at the same time as well. Oh, that's mm. sick. Probably do a bunch. Yeah. Uh, I was just about to ask if you guys do more than one guest at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Oh, we're going to start incorporating it, honestly. Mm. I think it'll give uh, a different kind of vibe, too. That'll be sick, yeah. 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 It'll be a fun conversation. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Al Salahdeen, um, you can follow him on Instagram at aus.salahdeen? No, no, just Al Salahdeen. Oh, okay, at aus.salahdeen. I'll uh, link the uh, link it in the description below. Do not worry about it. Go ahead and follow him. He is awesome. Don't thank forget. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Uh, do not forget to follow us, too, at the 2AM Podcast. If you haven't already, we are on YouTube at the 2AM Podcast, on Twitter at 2AM Pod, and we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major streaming platforms. Don't forget 
to uh, support us by using any of our affiliate or sponsor links in the description. Use code 2AM to save. And until next time, guys, we will catch you. Peace. Later.